Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Well, who's been here for the last couple weeks? Raise your hand if you've been here the last couple weeks. We're going to finish up our series today on change your hat. Anybody wearing a hat today? Nobody's wearing a hat, but it's been called... There we go. I see one hat. But we've been on this series called Change Your Hat. And today I want to talk about change your thoughts. And again, hat meaning that we all have a hat that we wear. We, and I explained to you, I had a table here last week, and I, I had it with my hats, and the week before, I didn't bother to bring it today because I figured you were tired of looking at my hats. But I have a hat yesterday that I put on when I did my yard work. I have a hat that maybe I wear when I uh, go out. Uh, when I represent uh, my baseball team, I'll wear a San Francisco Giants hat or my football team, a 49er hat. Uh, Just like Andrew wears a nice 49er sweater there representing, amen? But we all change our hat depending on the circumstance. And one of the things that we've discovered in this series is that if you want to change the direction of your life, you have to change your hat. You have to change your focus. And so I've used HAT, the acronym HAT, H-A-T, and the first week we, we talked about the H stands for habits. Some of us have good habits and some of us have bad habits. But we all, at different points in our life, need to change our habits. The second thing was the A in HAT stands for associations or our friendships. Some of us have good friends, good influences, And others, and maybe even the same person, have bad influences. And you'll know that when they cause you to do things that you normally wouldn't do. That's what a bad association typically does. And the third thing, the T in hat, stands for thoughts. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. But listen, listen here. We've all been extremely careful, and I, and I prayed for the COVID-19 people that are affected. We've been praying that prayer really this whole year. It's been almost a year now. But we've all been careful, extremely careful, to not contract that, that virus. How many would agree with me? We've done our best. Those of you that work in the healthcare field, my hat is off to you because you have taken measures beyond what the normal person does. And for your own health sake and for your own families, we continue to be mindful of our health and the health of our visitors here by social distancing, uh, wearing masks, providing hand sanitation uh, wherever you come in and, and sanitizing here before you even get here. We all know that there's the possibility of catching a virus of the virus or even just a cold or just a typical flu. There's always that possibility But if we don't put ourselves in the position of protection, we can fall and and, and acquire a virus like that. If we're out there uh, daring God, tempting God, and and that's where I believe he gives us wisdom, doesn't he? He gives us wisdom. Amen. There are certain places you and I avoided this past year because he gave you wisdom and others had to pay the price. I was just at a funeral Thursday and I'm not saying... They, they were not following wisdom, but 
this particular person that Reuben and my brother and I went to school with, he was 60 years old and he passed away of COVID-19. And it was so sad. He was in the hospital for three months and he just never, ever recovered. It's a real thing. How many know it's a real battle? But we need wisdom, amen? Now, while God is our healer, our strength, our supplier, he gives us that wisdom to use every day. Today, as I begin to speak on thoughts, it's much the same way. We can be together with someone or read something on social media that creates a thought in us. And then that thought creates an emotion in us. And then that emotion sometimes can create an action. And then it's all over. Usually it's bad. It's not good. How many know what I'm talking about? If you allow those thoughts to get in you and affect you that way. The sad part is usually those thoughts that you allow to enter into your mind aren't even a regular part or a normal part of your DNA of who you are. They just triggered you. They just set you off. They angered you. They said, how dare you said that? And because you allowed a simple thought to enter into your mind. We can catch a thought of offense and reap an attitude of frustration or even anger just by catching a thought. We can catch a cold, catch a virus, but you can also catch a thought. It's a negative thought that will cause you frustration, even anger. How many have been there? How many know what I'm talking about? Those of you that are going to work on Monday, tomorrow, you'll discover what that means. Our minds are kind of a type of control tower. You know, airports have control towers. They control what's going on at that airport. What comes in, what goes out, what planes come in, what planes go out. Your mind in the same way is a control tower. You control what comes in and what goes out. Nobody can help you. Not even mom and dad. You know, uh, as parents, we see our kids flap their wings as youngsters and, and they'll say some crazy things, right? They'll say some unbelievable things, but that's part of growing up. And so we're each in control of our mind, our thoughts. Most people are in the place they are because of their stinking thinking. You've heard me use that term before. They're stinking. Look at the person next to you and tell them, I know you don't have stinking thinking. <laughs> Others are in the place they are because of right thinking. Right thinking. If you reflect back on your life and choices you've made, thoughts that first came into your mind and then an action that followed, it was probably either a, a good thing or a negative thing if you look back at your life. And all of us can reflect on that good and bad. Say this with me. I am in the place I am because of my thoughts. And that is a true statement when you think about that. I'm going to focus on the tea and hat today. Some of us may have to change our thought life. Our thought life. Have you ever given that much thought to changing your thought life? I know most of us don't. We, we really don't. But I want to challenge you today. And I'm going to give you a two-part challenge at the end of this sermon. You know, during this pandemic, uh, and I hate to bring that up constantly because it's just a reminder of where we're living at, but 
we've isolated, we've quarantined. And how many know that God didn't design us to live that way? God didn't design you and I to become hermits, to isolate. I, I say that, though, with compassion. We had to do the things we had to do for the sake of our health. Amen. But you and I weren't designed to live that way. You and I were designed to fellowship with one another, to grow with one another, to communicate with one another. And unfortunately, we've seen the rise in mental health issues because of this, especially in young people and, and marriages. And, and uh, we see depression setting in like never before. And it's part of the reason why that happened is because of this uh, mental health isolation. Amen. Now, here's the truth. We've each been given an amazing mind. I don't care where or what your GPA was in school or even what it is now. God has given you an amazing mind. If you, I, I challenge you to do a study on the mind, the brain. It's incredible what God created in each of you. You know, they used to say that we only use a fraction of our brain, right? And have you ever met really smart, intelligent people? When you speak to somebody that's really super intelligent, they're like so over your head that it's hard to grasp what they're really trying to say sometimes. And, and it's often hard to understand a really intelligent person because they, they kind of speak in riddles because we don't speak that language. Uh, I've often been in awe when I see somebody, I meet somebody that's really super intelligent and, and I'm going, wow, this person is, is sharp, but he has the same brain you do. He has the same mind you do. You too can become just like that person, intelligent, just like that person. But here's, here's what I know. God created our amazing mind. He created something powerful. But within that mind, we can have thoughts that seemingly come out of nowhere. You can be in the middle of this sermon. Right now, you could be thinking about the prime rib dinner you're going to have later tonight. You could be thinking some crazy thought that is so unrelated to why we're gathered here. And it'll just come out of nowhere. And I just want to tell you, that's because you're human. Each of you are human beings. That happens. It's not strange. You're not different. It happens to every one of us. I also know this, that our, that our minds need to be constantly renewed. Renewing of your mind. You're going to see that in the scriptures over and over and over again. How many believe that your minds need to be renewed? We have so much junk that's out there. You turn on the TV and sometimes you watch a program and you go, man, I just wasted two hours of my life that I will never get back. Or that was a complete waste of time. Or worse yet, on social media, you're, you're on there and it's Garbage. It's garbage. And all of our minds need to be renewed in the day and age that we live in because of this. Let me just share with you. I recently had an annual checkup with my doctor. And, uh, you know, it's always challenging as, as we age to have a checkup, right? And so um, the doctor was basically telling me this. And he's, he told me this, which he's probably told every single one of you, is... If you just change your diet, the symptoms you may be having right now will probably disappear on their own, right? How many have heard that statement or something similar to that? I think all of us have at some point. 
And so I said, okay, doctor, thank you. Um, I'm going to work on that. So I believe that we can do the same thing with our minds. What if we were careful with what we allow to enter our minds, just like we're trying to be careful with what we put in our mouth and into our stomach? What if we were careful to end, to allow what goes into our mind just as carefully as we do it with our diet? Have you ever thought about that? Renewing our mind is what we need to do. Remember, our minds are a gift from God Almighty. It is a gift. Um, one of the things you can do every day when you get up, Lord, I thank you that I have a mind that can reason. I have a mind that can function. I have a mind that can choose to love today. Uh, it's, it's such a beautiful thing to be able to express that. I want to read to you Psalm chapter 19 and verse 14. This is our sermon text. Psalm chapter 19 and verse 14. I believe we have that on the screen for you. And this is the New Living Translation. Listen to the words spoken here. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Man, I, I just hear that. And, and then I, I reflect back when maybe a word wasn't pleasing. Maybe I said something biting, cutting in frustration, in anger. Maybe it was at work. Maybe it was at home. I said something that wasn't acceptable. But here the scripture says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. When was the last time you gave thought to the words, to the thoughts that are coming into your mind and the words that you express? When was the last time you did that? I would say that it's not too often. Most of us don't give it any thought, pun intended. Before I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I didn't really care about my thoughts. I never gave it a consideration. But after I became a born-again believer, I started to now work on the thoughts that came into my life. Uh, work on the thoughts that came into my mind. It became important to me because of scriptures like what we just read right now. If I want to please God, let my words be pleasing. Let the thoughts that come into my mind be pleasing to you, O Lord. Now, it doesn't mean I have to be perfect because none of us are. All of us will have imperfect thoughts at any given time. It's just part of who we are, our makeup as, as human beings. That's why we need our minds to be renewed more than ever. Amen. We live in a day and age where, where it's just getting worse and worse with people just getting angrier. There's, there's road rage. There's all sorts of stuff. You go out at night and you're, it's basically you're taking a chance just going out shopping. And I'm talking about our communities here. And, and so you have to use wisdom. Lord, give us wisdom. Amen. Let me read another scripture in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 13. Again, the New Living Translation. Check this out. Nothing. Everybody say nothing. So I looked this word up in the Greek. And you know what I'm going to say. And in the Greek, it, nothing. It means nothing. In all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. 
And he is the one to whom we are accountable. Nothing in creation is hidden before God. We've been in our weekly Zoom studies, and I'll send you the link, Irene. We've been studying about King David. And this past Thursday, we talked about um, him and Bathsheba and the sin of him looking down and then pulling her away and, and then sleeping with her and then conceiving a baby and on and on and on. You've heard the story. But let me just tell you that the first time David just looked and he thought, the Bible says, and we read a scripture, that if a man looketh on a woman to commit adultery, he's already done it. And it just doesn't mean to the, pertain to the men, it pertains to the women. So it pertains to all of us. Some of you right now are thinking, oh Lord, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking, uh, and yes, we do need to say, Lord, I'm sorry. But it's more about saying, more than just saying I'm sorry. It's Lord, renew my mind. Yes. Renew my thinking. Help me to think thoughts that are pleasing to you, O oh Lord. Thank God he's a God of mercy. Are you thankful for his mercy today? Thank God for second chances and 23rd chances and 55th chances because that's you and I, all of us here. I want to just share five facts about the mind. These are things that uh, we learn about the mind as, as you uh, learn as you get older. But number one, our mind is, is it's the intellect. It's really a library when kids are young, isn't it amazing how they are just sponges? They can learn at a young age various languages. It's, it becomes very easy for kids to pick up multiple languages. So much harder when we're adults, isn't it? So much harder as an adult to learn a second and a third language. But as a young child, you can bounce back and forth real easily. You can pick up things. And as believers... We need to be constantly learning, leaning into the Word of God, learning it. How does that apply to me? Oh, so the Lord, you, you know my thoughts and everything's exposed. Good to know that. Lord, I'm sorry this morning I thought that terrible thought. And I pray forgive me of that, Lord. I know I'm not perfect. Work on my mind, Lord. Renew that mind in me. But the intellect is the mind's library. The second part is the imagination or the mind's eye. This is the part of our mind that sees our goals, our future. Anybody ever have goals? You set, you set a target and then you aim for it. That's your imagination. That's the thought of you, this is what I want to become. You first get, you first get married. You, 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 you buy a home. You know, that's part of the goal. You raise a family and, and then you retire, right? That's all part of the American goal. And that's the imagination. Spiritually, this is also where you can see yourself healed in the name of Jesus. It's using the mind, the imagination, according to God's word. God has already declared it in his word that you're healed. But that's the power of the mind working on your behalf. Amen. Then there's the memory. That's like a computer's hard drive. It's where we store everything. It's the capacity of your spouse to recall certain events. When you were arguing 25 years ago on that Friday night... How many know what I'm talking about? That's the hard drive in your mind. You are able to recall events. And then there's the emotion. The fifth, fifth one is, or excuse me, the fourth one is the emotion. This is the mind's voice. The emotion has the capacity to re recall an event, but also pull up that emotion you were feeling in that event at that time. 
How many know what I'm talking about there? For example, what I mean by that is every time I hear the song uh, Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton, or Eric Clapton, if you know that song, that was played at my son's funeral. So every time I hear that, I'm transported right back to that time, sitting in the row there. And then the emotion that I felt, I feel it again. But that's a reminder. That's how strong emotions are when we hear or see or smell or taste certain things. They transport you back to a time where there was a feeling, especially a strong feeling. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Our emotion is a strong force within each of us. And thank God I'm also, when I get transported, when I hear that song, I'm reminded that one day I will see him again in heaven. Amen? Emotions can cause us to speak things that necessarily aren't true. For example, sometimes as we age, we can say things like, man, I can't, I can't hear anymore. I, can't, I, can't, I don't remember anything. Well, it's not true that you don't remember anything. You're just becoming a little forgetful. And the reason I say that is be careful what you're declaring. Be careful what words you're declaring. You speak words that will come out. And once you speak a word, let me tell you this. They ring in eternity forever. They, you cannot take a word spoken back. Whether it's good, in anger, frustration. If you're saying, I'm just fat. I'm just slow. I will never, I'm just dumb. Well, then guess what? That's all you'll ever be. Begin to speak words of, of, of encouragement to yourself. I can do that. I can, I can learn that. I can, I can uh, achieve that. And with God's help, he will do it. I'm not saying that just you alone can do that. I'm not here teaching about the power of positive thinking. It's not about that. This is about inviting Almighty God to help you along this path that you can do anything that you put your mind to it. Amen? Now, the fifth and final fact about our mind is reasoning, or it's the mind's judge. Reasoning. It's determining, making right choices or bad choices. Can I share a story with you? Last week I shared a story with you about driving in my 69 Mustang. Well, that 69 Mustang got me into a lot of trouble, and I'll share another story. So I was in high school. I think I was a junior still. Junior year was bad year, even senior year, but that's another story. I was driving, and uh, I was at high school at, at class, and there was a particular individual, we'll just call him Dan Brownfield. Okay. The, <laughs> And so he, was, uh, he kept bugging me, and he said, your car's not very fast. And I knew I had a fast car, and he had a 1970 Chevrolet El Camino that he thought was extremely fast. And so he said, I challenge you to a race. And how many men know that those are fighting words right there, right? We're just like, where and when? So I said, where and when? And so... Five minutes away, less than five minutes away from our high school is a street called Zinfandel Lane up in St. Helena. And back then it was less populated. So I said, be there in five minutes. I took two of my buddies. We got in the car. We cut school. This is on, actually on our break, okay? So I was still a good kid. I went on my break. And um, we got there. And so both my buddies got out. 
One of them was the starting guy. So when he threw down his blue jacket like this, we were going to start. And we knew we were going to get down to, we said, a certain street or tree where there was a tree. We said, whoever gets there first. Well, needless to say, he was so far behind. By the time I was done, I turned around and I, I waved at him as I'm turning around, coming back because he hadn't even gotten to the finish line yet. And so what did I see? I'm coming back to pick up my two friends and all of a sudden coming this way. It's not a police car like last week, but it's a big cement truck. And it said Harold Smith and Sons. And it was my Uncle Pete, the same uncle that pulled me over in the story from the week before. He was also a reserve cop. Well, his day job was driving a cement truck in St. Helena. And he saw me. He saw everything. In fact, he saw me turning around. And then his hand is sticking out the window going like, like, stop as I'm coming to him. Well, I knew better than that. So I just kept going. And I went back to the high school. Needless to say, I heard about it when I got home from my dad. I, didn't, I wasn't driving after that. He took the keys away. And, uh, but anyways, that is a simple illustration of bad reasoning. Amen. Not using, okay, you didn't have to agree that hard. But we all can reason good and we can all reason bad. And when we, when we go off into these negative situations, we get what we ask for. We pay the price, good and bad. Amen? Amen. Amen. But now I try to make better choices for myself. Not always perfect in it. I'm still struggling. Lord, help me every day. And here, here's another uh, simple truth that I want to share as well. Have you ever heard someone say this? Well, Pastor Rick, I have my own truth. They may have tell, told you, well, I have my own truth. And it's usually when you're sharing the gospel with them or telling them about Jesus Christ, what he's done for your life. And they'll tell you, well, I have my own truth. Basically, they're going, time out. I'm really my own God in my life. I'm the God of my life. I, I don't need a God to tell me how to live or show me how to live. Be careful of people that say, I have my own truth. Amen. The word of God is living alive in each of you. When we say we have our own truth, we are saying, I am God. And let me tell you, you are not God. Amen. I am not God. If I want to change my direction of my life, I must change my thoughts. I got to get them to where the Lord wants them. I got to finish up here. So I got three quick points. Number one, my thoughts shape my world. My thoughts shape my world. The world that I live in is shaped by my thoughts. You may be again in a predicament you're in because of your thoughts, because of actions you took because of those thoughts. But you don't need to remain there. That's the good news. God can pick up a broken vessel and restore that vessel. He can pick up a broken life just because you find yourself in a tough situation and he'll forgive you. He'll love you, but he doesn't want you to remain in that position. He wants to love you and encourage you to become that person that he knows you can become. Amen. Now, because we live in a world filled with sin, there is an enemy of your soul. 
that will try to shape the thoughts that you have, that will try to drop thoughts. Have you, have you just been somewhere, maybe in church, and just had a crazy thought out of nowhere? That's not by accident. There is an enemy of your soul that wants to, he's doing this. Boom, boom, boom. He knows every one of your weaknesses, and he's throwing thoughts at you to distract you because he sees you growing. He sees you maturing, and he wants to distract you and get you off the point of, of the purpose of being here. Amen? We have to guard our mind. You have to guard your mind. Now, can I remind you, it's not a sin to think the thoughts that come into your mind. It's not a sin. Just like with King David, he opened his curtains as he looked out the window, and he looked. He, he saw a naked woman bathing on top of the roof, the Bible says. Now, I'm sure he had an immediate thought. That immediate thought was not the sin. It's what he did after that that was the sin. He contemplated that in his mind. That then became the sin. Our thoughts do shape our world. If I had my hats here, I'd say change your hat, change your thoughts. Change your hat, change your thoughts. The scripture says in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, it says, Guard your heart above all else, above all else. For it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart, your mind, your heart, your mind. For it determines the course of your life. Another scripture in Proverbs 23 and verse 7. Chapter 23 and verse 7 says it this way. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Have you ever been in an argument with somebody and all of a sudden they spit out something, whether it be um, hate, racist remarks that all of a sudden came out of nowhere and you're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting, you know, I think some of us have been there, most of us have been there, right? And truly what comes out of, the, out of your mouth was already in your heart. It was already there. It didn't just get birthed there and, and come out. It was already there. Our current world, again, is filled with so much division, hate, strife, racism. But can I remind you that there's no room for division, hate in the life of a believer. We are all one. Amen. We all bleed red. All of us do. As believers, we are all one. The thoughts we entertain become the decisions we make. Let me say that again. The thoughts we entertain become the decisions that we make. Be careful of the thoughts you're entertaining. God didn't give you an impossible standard. You might be listening and say, well, man, I got to be perfect. No, you don't. Nobody was perfect. King David wasn't. Adam and Eve certainly weren't. Moses wasn't. Abraham wasn't. I'm talking about great people of the, of the word of God. And neither are you, but you can still watch the thoughts and you can still live according to the standard that God has set. So the first point was my thoughts shape my world. The second point is my thoughts need renewing, as I've mentioned. My thoughts need renewing. Let me read to you Romans 12 and verse 1. Every one of you should have this scripture underlined in your Bible. These first two verses actually. Romans 12, 1 and verses 1 and 2. Therefore, 
Anytime you see the word therefore in the Bible, it's because of. So you have to read the preceding chapter. You have to know what, what did it say in, in Romans chapter 11 to understand the context of Romans chapter 12. But um, I'll let you do that another time. But I want to concentrate on these first two verses. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove, approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Did you catch that? You can't do any of that without renewing your mind. Pastor Rick, it's hard to live for God. I can't seem to do it. Well, has your mind been renewed? Have you allowed God to renew your mind, change your thoughts, change what you're receiving in? You have to, it starts first with renewing your mind. You know, how many like me like to watch those shows on the home garden or I don't know the channel, but they're, they're renovating. They're, they're, they're fixer upper and all these other shows. Right? Anybody else like to watch these shows? I know there's a few of you that like to watch these shows. Well, the word renew, renew means to renovate. You know what the first thing they do in these homes? Demolition day. It's always the fun day is demolition day because they get their big sledgehammer. Boom. Now it's not fun when you're doing it with concrete, but it's fun when you're destroying a kitchen or kitchen cabinets or a little wall inside a house. I, me and my brother have done that. That's fun. But... I don't want the jackhammer, you know, or a sledgehammer on cement. No, that's bring in the tractor for that. But demolition day, that's the first thing they do to renew a house. We have to demolish all the things, all the garbage that's been in here for years and years and years. The way the stinking thinking that you and I have had for years, we have to renew our mind, replace the old with something new. The same way it works in homes is the same way it works in your mind. The Lord wants to tear down those things in your mind. But it's your job to renew your mind. And the renewing of your mind will transform you. Now, how is your mind transformed? By being here, right here, listening to the Word of God. By reading the Word of God. By sharing the Word of God with your family at home. Hey, can we talk about Pastor Rick's message? What did you get out of it? Well, this is what I got. What did you get out of it? I mean, that's a great thing to talk about at home at the dinner table tonight. Or listen to it. We upload these on SoundCloud. Uh, there, this is on Zoom today. But you can rehash this, the message over and over again. Amen? Now, the word transform, real quickly, it, it comes from the Greek word which, where we get the word metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. Now, how many know that a butterfly first comes from a cocoon, an ugly old cocoon? Cocoons aren't very special to look at. In fact, they can be quite plain and ugly. Oftentimes, we're in an ugly place. Our mind is in an ugly place. But there's going to be a transformation, a metamorphosis into a beautiful creation that God has designed for you and I. Amen? 
But it has to be renewed. It has to be transformed. You may have some ugly parts in your life right now, even while you're changing. Metamorphosis, transformation, takes time. It takes time to get to where God wants you to get. You don't get there all of a sudden in one week. It takes time, amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. And I'm getting ready to close. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. Since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds, we demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. This is how you attack spiritually the weapons, the, the, the things that try to attack your body, your flesh, is you attack them spiritually. We demolish arguments. We take every thought captive to obey Christ. Take those thoughts captive. Recognize what is entering your mind. And maybe why is it entering your mind? All of us possibly have strongholds in our mind. There are strongholds, things that, whether they be addictions, things that hold you, that are strongholds that you've never been able to overcome because your mind may have not ever been renewed. We need to demolish these. Take your sledgehammer out and start demolishing, demolishing those things in your mind that don't belong there. In the name of Jesus, I would tell you, we take every thought captive. Every thought captive. We obey the promises of God. We declare the word of God to our thoughts. I am an overcomer. I can do all things through Christ. I am the head, not the tail. All of you are overcomers. Take those thoughts and declare them to your mind. Declare them to each other in your home. And then the third and final point is, my thoughts are my responsibility. My thoughts are my responsibility. I cannot blame my spouse for my thoughts. I cannot blame my children for my thoughts. I cannot blame my coworkers for my thoughts. I cannot blame my neighbor for my thoughts just because he put his garbage bins right in front of my driveway. I can't blame him for my thoughts. Nobody can control your thoughts except you. We create scenarios in our mind that aren't even accurate half the time. Let me read... Uh, a scripture to you, Romans chapter 8 and verse 6. This is from the King James Version. But to be car- for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to have life and peace. I want to have peace and life. I want to have life and peace, peace and life. The Word of God says we have the mind of Christ. And then The last scripture I'll read to you, Luke 6 and verse 45. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. What is your heart full of today? What is your heart full of today? I I have on my, if you've ever gone to Facebook and seen my Facebook profile on there, there's a picture that uh, it says it this way. Thoughts become words. Let's see. Thoughts become words. Words become actions, actions become character. I took a picture of that a long time ago because I loved it, because it's true. Thoughts become words. Words become actions, and actions become your character. Think about that. 
I told you I'm going to give you a two-part challenge at the end. Here it is as I close. The first one, and this is to renew your mind. I would challenge you, all of you, today, in the next day or two, if not today, read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's the love chapter. We can never have enough love. How many would agree with that in this world that we live in? Read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And then the second thing is I would want you to declare this together with me. And I don't know that we have this. We don't have this, do we? Um, It's the little statement. Okay. If you'll stand with me, we're going to close right below that scripture, right where it says, I have the mind of Christ. This is something that I want all of us to read together to renew your mind, to help you in renewing your mind. So let's read this together. I have the mind of Christ. I take authority over my thoughts, feelings, imagination. I take responsibility for the thoughts and images I allow to play on the screen of my mind. My mind is a gift from God. And I choose to fill it with thoughts that will draw me into the life God has planned. Amen. If we could only live that every day. Again, I know we're not perfect. But that is something. Take a picture if you can. Live it. Remember that. And uh, I, I know that God will strengthen you as you try to do this every single day. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your precious love. We now ask your blessings upon each person here today. I pray, Lord, with me included, Lord, that you would renew our minds. Renew our minds, Lord. I want to get rid of any stinking thinking I have. I want my my thinking to be pleasing to you. Uh, Lord, I rebuke any thought that would come into our minds right now in the name of Jesus. I take it captive and I say, go. It must go in the name of Jesus. And I want thoughts of of peace, of love, of joy. Lord, thoughts that are pleasing to you to fill my mind. And I pray that for every single person here today, that the renewing of their minds would begin today. And that, Lord, that every day they would be reminded that, God, that you see all, that you hear all. And that, Lord, that you're aware of even our thoughts. So I pray today that you would help each one of us to get rid of that stinking thinking and, and Lord, concentrate on what we allow to enter our minds. Thank you, Father. We love you. We thank you, Lord. You are such a good God. We thank you for your amazing mercy and your grace. And Lord, as always, we pray your blessing upon each and every one, Lord, here today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday and enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you on Zoom Thursday. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.